What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Burnout Brighter podcast. My name is Matt. I'll be your host for this evening's events. This is episode 81. As always, I'm joined by my wonderful co-host, Destiny. Hey, hey, hey. And Big D Darren. Oh, please. Don't do... Oh. Don't say that. Why? Don't say because that. Because it sounds dirty. It sounds I don't really mean it that way. Di- yeah, whatever. Yeah, but maybe whatever. our listeners don't know that. Yeah. Darren's now, nickname before was Big D, unrelated to anything else. It's just because his <laughs> name starts with the letter D. I didn't think I'd have to explain myself about Big D, Darren, but I immediately a thought about something else. I'm not even going to lie. So. And, and, and if, if I'm going to actually explain it, it was a WarioWare thing. I don't know if that makes it better or worse. But it started with WarioWare, and then it went through elementary school like that innocent Darren, Big D. Okay, Darren, if that's, if that's the that's, story you're you know, telling. You know what the funniest part is? That actually is the story, which, I, like you said, Darren, I really can't tell if it makes it better or worse, but here we are. <laughs> On this week's show, if you've noticed, you can see us. This is our very first full-out video podcast. This is going to be the new standard going forward. And this is what we're going to be doing. So you can see our lovely faces and watch our reactions. When we talk about stuff, we can chew, like show and tell. Guys, maybe we should do a show and tell segment where we show things and then tell about them. You know what I mean? Sure. Yeah, maybe. I just yeah. want to say, like, I'm not always going to be on cam. Just Totally fine. Heads up. Because I don't Sometimes, think it's weird for me to be on cam all the time. Sometimes so. Destiny will just be a floating a to- emoji. A floating emoji, yeah. It's totally understandable. To those, There's like, some days where I'm going to just be like very naked and then i i will just Darren, have to we just talked about the big d story damn it totally unrelated again naked. i was gonna say you walked straight you into walked that one. right into that one <laughs> on this week's show we're well, going to be talking about phobias spooky things things that scare us and how we deal with that and some different games that help freak us out and then we're going to round out with some news all about Square Enix, Marvel's Avengers, new PlayStation VR controllers. It's going to be a hell of a show. But we're going to start, as we always do, with a round of random questions. And this is going to be my first time oh God. showing off my <laughs> thinking skills on camera. So I'm going to start Sorry, guys. Darren as yep. he snickers to himself over there. <laughs> Darren, so you know how in life, right, in Mm -hmm. the general realm of life, as we kind of started talking about, you know, Big D and where where that name kind of came from, right? I feel like everybody wants a nickname. You know what I mean? Right. Let's say in a perfect world. I don't know if everybody wants a nickname, but keep going. Okay, Des. (laughs) But if you could choose your own nickname that would stick unencumbered right let's just say you had like wandavision reality changing abilities and you could warp okay. reality and never be like this is darren's nickname what nickname would you want to give yourself and why oh my god it's funny because like darren is a name that i don't think you can really m- nickname like it's i, I kind of have wanted a nickname but like I mean, you just can't really do that to my name. Well, while I was but in Korea, hold on. So, 
let's okay. let's say this. It doesn't have to be a riff on your name. It can be like Chrome Falcon or something. No, sure. Sure. It could be Chrome Falcon. It's not going to be Chrome Falcon, but it could be. Damn it. Um there was a nickname that apparently like the South African like nickname for Darren is Daz and some people was in Korea called me Daz. Wait, like, stop. Look at his face. Stop it. What? Stop it. We're not shipping anything. No, just because my nickname oh, is Daz. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah. No. Stop. You know that, remember that, like, DVD screen? Yeah. Oh. When we were younger? The really so, like, annoying bounce, DVD screen? And, like, yeah. never hit the actual corner? Yeah. Mm. Oh, Moving God. on, Darren. Go on, da- go continue on Darren. the story. Well, now Daz. it can't be Daz. So, yeah. um... Now you've That's... ruined that. That was the one he wanted, and you ruined it. I didn't it. ruin anything. I'm you just ruined talking it. About love. You ruined it. I, if, if I could have a nickname, it would be Lord Darren Supreme of the Eighth Realm. That's nice. That's Can you explain name. to me why the Eighth? No. All right, fair enough. <laughs> Destiny. Yeah. If if I had to ask you a question. Hmm. Uh, and, and it was a question that I wanted you to answer, right? If, if I wanted you to give me an answer to a question. Right, if you were asking me a question that you wanted me to answer, got it. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If, if I wanted that, okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pull this around to Animal Crossing again because I don't know why, but that's kind of been stuck in my head lately. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Let's say you got turned into like an Animal Crossing NPC, right? Okay, like, okay. And, and you went into the Animal Crossing world and you got to set up your own store, Right. Like yeah. just how like the Able Sisters have their clothing store, the the, the Nooks have their their convenience store, and there's like apparently stuff like Brewster is, is like a coffee shop that will one Art day be coming. Art supply store. Okay. Why? Because I'm an artist in real life. Uh huh. What kind of things would you sell, and how could you well, use them? Well, you would sell like paint. Art supplies. And you'd use it to paint. Uh-huh. <laughs> Matt, have you ever been to an art supply store? <laughs> But let's just say, right, right. In, in the game, <laughs> or world. okay, you know what? In the game world, maybe I would own like um, a vintage game store, right? And I would sell like old consoles and like have like assistants to help me repair them. And then everybody in Animal Crossing would never come out of their houses again because they would all be stuck playing games inside. And instead, you would have to go find them, and they'd be like, "You could be like, I haven't seen you in thirty years." I wouldn't though, because I'd be a character, <laughs> and I'd be running my store. So. That's also true. <laughs> what animal would you be? Um, can I just be like a little human version of myself? I was about to say there are no humans in Animal Crossing. Yeah, there are. It's you. <laughs> immediately <laughs> turned around and thought about that. I mean, I guess if I had to pick an animal, I'd be a cat. That works for you. Mm. That works for you really well. So you would sell an art supply video game store. No. I it would either be an art supply store or a video game store. <laughs> you didn't seem very excited with the art supply store. So I was like, maybe I'll do a video game store. I'm just struggling to understand the concept. <laughs> that's all. What concept? You're so It's because he's never been Moving to one. On. But he's been to a video game store, though. I've been to a video that, game store. That other thing, yeah. whatever that is. Anyways, yeah, is that like um, is that something that uh, what what was that that um, Ophelia from Shakespeare? Would she be into art supplies? 
She probably would be. Okay, Actually, cool. women in that period did do a lot of art and <laughs> embroidery and things like that. So. Damn it, you took my stupid joke and turned it around into yeah, a real I answer. Did. Who's got a question yeah. for me? <laughs> I have a question. Um, if Destiny, whoa! you don't have a question. No, I don't. Okay. I actually have, I think I have a good question for Matt. Almost too good for Matt. I don't like this. Ooh. Matt, I'm I don't what? like this already. Oh, he put his hands together. What? He knew it was going to be good. What game that you never finished do you, you wish that you could go back to that like you regret not finishing? That's a good question, Darren. It's like you put time and thought into it. Go ahead. Matt. I know. I try. Yeah, and I preamble Thank for like three minutes as I try to think about a question. Um, a game that I never finished, but that I would like to go back and finish. That you like you basically you regret not finishing it. Maybe it's a game. Oh, I'm changing it. I'm changing the question on you. I'm adding another factor. It's a game that you would have a hard time like getting access to. Like it has to be a game that you never finished. It's like, oh, I never finished this back on the, the GameCube. So it's hard for you to play because you don't have a GameCube anymore. Okay. Um I I don't know for sure if I never finished it. I, I feel like I never did because it was one of those things that I rented from like Blockbuster, right? Uh or, right. or Rogers for them Canadians up up in here. Uh right. I always think about Pokemon XD Gale of Darkness. Oh. Because okay. that was like the GameCube era Pokemon where it was like they were trying something new with it. It was a little weird. Like there were like dark Pokemon that you could catch from other trainers and stuff. Like I don't really remember a lot of it, but like it stays in my mind sometimes just because I'm so curious as to what that game actually was, just because I don't I was young when I played it and I don't have like a huge lasting impression. But it's one Wasn't that's always that... been in the corner. What... Wasn't that like a cross between like a Pokemon Stadium and a regular Pokemon? It had some like no it, story elements to it. It was an actual like RPG. Oh really? Like, oh. It had, and, yeah, it had like an actual story and everything in it. Um, so I, that's what I mean. I I don't really remember too much about it, but I remember it being this like weird Pokemon console RPG that like wasn't traditional Pokemon but it was still Pokemon and there was like a shadow Lugia on the front and like Lugia is my boy. So yeah, I thought you said shadow Lugia at first and I was like, Ew. <laughs> <Shadow Lugia>. <laughs> <laughs> just got hit by one of them. Shadow. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's gross. So yeah, I would want to go back and play Pokemon XD, Gale of Darkness. And like, you know, if, uh, if Nintendo actually had a working way to play old games on current gen, what a, what an idea. Um, I, I'd probably pick that up and play it again, but there you go, Darren. Don't they Good sell answer. like little like Nintendos? They do, right? Well, if I wanted for... to go find a GameCube, yeah. Mm-hmm. I was yeah, thinking. they yeah they have like the the NES and the SNES classic, but they don't have like an N sixty four GameCube classic or anything. That's like a compilation of their older. Destiny. There are there are these things called uh, retro video game stores where you could go. <laughs> And buy old games and play them. Uh, I'm not mm. sure if you're familiar with the concept, but yeah. I don't understand that at all. Like, why would you want to play old games when they're always coming out with new games? That's what I'm saying. But for whatever reason, Darren wanted to ask me a question about old games. But So that's that's where life is right now. Yeah. I don't know why I asked it. 
don't know at all. Good job, guys. What a what what a round of applause. I'm gonna take a whole world of stupid jokes now that you can actually see me doing it. Oh, <laughs> let's talk about what we've been up to lately. Destiny, what's new? What's been going on? Um, so I wasn't prepared for you to ask me first, but um <laughs> <laughs> Um, I'm still working on like getting my room set up for the podcast. It's taken me forever because it's just, uh, I've been playing Valheim. And so that's been keeping me very busy and I'm learning how to like build houses and stuff. How far into the game um, have you gotten now? Guys, like not far. (laughs) (laughs) I get distracted. So I'm like... The type of person I am in these types of games is like, I am okay with somebody else going out and like fighting and stuff. And I'll just build the house and provide the food. And like, that's my role in the game. Like, I don't know if you noticed that, but that's what I like to do. Like, I like to build the house and like, make sure everybody's comfortable and then go off and explore. But like, I'm always playing with guys. So they're like, let's go kill stuff. And I'm like, (laughs) I'll build the house. And while you're out, just bring me some stuff back. Like that. Bring me some meat. Yeah. Sometimes some guys just want to make sure people have the right beds in these homes that we create. You know, that's just that's just part of the thing. Matt, you're interrupting me with stupidity right now. But if you're curious about, we're gonna have a Valheim Let's Play coming up soon. We do have a Valheim Let's Play coming up very soon, so I hope you guys tune into that so yeah. you can see how it is to play games with Matt. Wow! Wow! Why am I singled out, Darren? No shade. Darren, no, no shade. No shadow, Lugies. Darren, Darren tried. Okay, his computer was just like no. You, yeah. on the other hand, <laughs> screamed in my ear like thirty times. I got scared when creepy crawlies run it. up on me. I don't believe you got scared. You play those things are not scary, guys. If you ever see the Graylings, look up the Graylings. They are not scary. They're scary when they run up on you unannounced. Okay. Yeah, okay, I'm so that, scared by those RuneScape suck? monsters. <laughs> yeah. The quality of of our of our yeah. game, Darren, was was something to be seen. But yeah, we're gonna we're gonna have like um, a let's play of that. So guys, like, keep watching. It's gonna be fun. It's actually really fun playing with Matt and Darren. Like, we don't. It, it takes us a long time to get things done, but we do get them done. We <laughs> did get them done. Yeah. Um, so I've been doing that. I picked up Cozy Grove yep. on Apple Arcade. And if you guys have Apple products, it just popped up to me and it says I can share it with like five other family members. Oh, really? For free. Dang. So since I'm already paying for it and I don't like any of my family, I just... <laughs> <laughs> if you guys want, and you can try out some of these games for free because I'm already paying for it. So just let me know. So, All right, we'll do- yeah. Nice. And I really want to get into Grounded, which we haven't mm-hmm. done yet, but it's kind of similar to Valheim, like the, the, the game style, but the graphics are much better. So I want you guys to download it and see if your computers can run it, because I think that would be a great game to like also do a Let's Play on. Yeah, yeah I think Grounded will have to be uh, uh, Darren. Maybe maybe we can we can play the game and Darren can commentate over us playing. Yeah, that would be good. funny. If I can't run Valheim properly, I'm terrified of trying to run Grounded. I wonder if it's on other platforms, though. It's on Xbox, but... Yeah, only Xbox. Oh, I don't have an Xbox, unfortunately. Yeah. That's okay. Anyways, cool. All right. Well, that's that sounds like fun, Destiny. Darren, it's what about you? What, 
What's new? What have you been up to? Well, I... Uh, Look at that little jig. Just today. <laughs> dance. It's so weird being on camera. I just, I just immediately got hit by the realization that I am on camera right now, and I just like right. psyched Doing myself the weird, out. Daring things that you do. Yeah. yeah, I was doing this like subconsciously. Yeah. Like you guys could speak from, ex you can speak from Darren experience that I do this stuff normally and not realize that I'm doing weird stuff. Uh, but now I when I have an audience. Random we should take random dance breaks throughout our podcast now, just because people can see us. And then but we have to be careful music. not to actually use any music because then we can get struck by copyright problems. Yeah, but we can use there's there's music you can use that's not like that's not yeah. copywritten. Like it's it's we, free source. We should start doing that, but I'll insert the music later so you guys don't know what you're dancing to until it's actually. <laughs> Yeah, that's what I meant. That's what yeah. I thought you were going to yeah. do. Yeah. Sorry, Darren. But anyways, today, Just today I beat Final Fantasy XIV Shadowbringers. Yeah! I actually finished it. Well, okay. I finished the 5.0 base expansion. There's some patch content of extra story that I haven't finished. But... Right. I'm technically an end game now uh, because they've unlocked all the end game stores so I can buy end game gear. I've unlocked the ability to do like the raids and uh, the extreme fights. Um, and I was doing research today uh, trying to figure out how do I actually prepare myself for end game. And I'm like, oh my God, there's so much information and stuff that I didn't have to worry about before, but now I have to worry about. I got so used to the game just like giving me gear for basically no effort to like keep myself up to date. And now it's like, no, you have to like play the game like every day for a week <laughs> to get like a single piece of gear. Like it's ridiculous. Uh, no, I don't think it's that bad. I think it's like there's like weekly cutoffs and stuff where it's like you're only allowed to get this much stuff in a week. And then otherwise you have to wait till next week before you're allowed to get it again. So it's not oh, forcing you to play every day. But like, actually, after they're a while, play every day. They're forcing you to play, to play gonna... within a certain amount of time, though. Yeah, is what yeah. You're they're basically yeah. forcing you to play at least like one or two days every week. Um, but I brought this up because I wanted to pick up the story, and I know Alistair listens to this podcast, so I'm not going to. And also, Matt, you want to get back to it, and and I Destiny, will. you want to you want to start it. You said, so I'm not going to say yeah, spoilers. Yeah, yeah. Now I can start it. Now you guys have to start all over with me. I am more than happy to do that because honestly, Shadowbringer's story was exactly as good as everybody says it is. Like they wow. were not exaggerating. Like I actually teared up today watching the credits. Uh, I I Aww. was I that's was high praise coming from you. Yeah, that's high uh, praise. And, you've cried over many games there are a few there's a few um i can be a, a sentimental person sometimes but like final fantasy 14 if i'm gonna be honest the animation quality is not like the best so it it's hard for me to get emotional over this like mmorpg because it's like not at the same production quality as most games that i play now but like just Valheim? like the, like val exactly like just like Valheim, I was in tears the whole time playing, just looking at 
<laughs> the vastness and majesty <laughs> of Valheim's procedurally generated world. Right. Uh, right. That's how I get. I get. A, I get a little choked up every time I log in. I'm just like, mm-hmm. look at that motherfucking sunset. <laughs> yeah, Destiny. I, I saw you chopping wood and like building that house. I'm like, I'm in heaven. You know. I'm gonna have it to was, cut this great. tree down right on top of her. I'm. <laughs> that happened yeah um but like no it's actually as good as people say it is and it's so good it actually retroactively makes the a realm reborn early game content better and makes me actually want to replay the old story to see how this like the things that i missed that the new story like changes perspective on that's it actually like yeah and that's high praise from you. You're not usually one that kind of buys into any sort of hype. And, like, we've heard a lot about how Shadowbringers is, like, this incredible story. That's one of the reasons we got into Final Fantasy XIV in the first place, right? We kept hearing yeah. about the story. So for you to say it actually lives up to that, that's that's big. Yeah. And, Darren, yeah. and you no, went to that wedding. Really and I went to that wedding. Darren, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make an on-air promise to you, okay? Okay. And Destiny, if you okay. want to hop onto this promise with me, it can be a promise for Okay, two. let me hear the promise first. <laughs> I will get to Endwalker by the time it comes out so we can go through Endwalker together. Wow. That's, 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 the end of, that's, like, that's like fall of this year, right? That's the new expansion that hasn't come out yet. It comes out in fall. Yeah. So Matt's yeah. giving himself like five months. I'm no, not more doing than that, that promise. Like, no. April, May, June, July, August, September, October, probably October, November. You're giving yourself like seven-ish months to get to everything. That's yeah. Like I feel like that's really ambitious, Matt. Especially the way you like playing other games. Yeah, I'm calling it. Matt plays. Okay. Matt plays really fast though. Like he blew through a Realm Reborn within like a couple weeks. It was ridiculous. But so. did he get the story or did he just go through like really quickly? No, I follow really the story. Follow? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, so I'll what make, you I'll, haven't done, I think you do it. hold on. What you haven't done is you haven't lived up to your promise from when we played our Jeopardy game. And I'm still waiting for that. All I'm saying is that nah. the onus is not on you. Me. You can't be breaking promises and making promises break, on top I've never of that. Broke any promises. Okay. So when are you going to do it? Have I been given a movie to watch? Yeah, From, you guys, you you assemble and Darren have not decided on a movie that I'm supposed to be watching. You know we don't talk to assemble like that. That's not fair. That's not on I me. Mean. <laughs> we do have to I'm still come up him. with a movie to watch. I'm gonna message him. I'm gonna message him. It was I. I from what I remember, I thought I we picked check. a game. From what yeah, I remember, well, I think, it was if yeah. you got 25 points, I had to watch a movie of your choosing. And if we got to fifty, if you guys you got to, to fifty, did something else? Was it play, you had a, to game? play a game? Did you guys? Yeah, let's play 50? a game. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we did. We made it to fifty. Did you guys make it to fifty? I'm gonna go back and check this episode again. <laughs> and now I'm remembering. We totally I, did. I think we did decide that you were gonna play Katamari Damacy, and you had to say some yes. nice things about it. You had to say some nice things about it, and it had you to guys be are on camp. That's here. No, go back and watch that episode. Listen to uh, that I will. episode. I will. Destiny, you just like refreshed my memory and I, yeah. I remember this so distinctly now yeah we did agree on Katamari Damacy <sighs> stop stop so Matt anyways so Shadowbringers was that good yes it was and I'm very yeah. I'm very excited for you to uh, both pick this game up and play it with me because um, I 
after that ending and i've heard the patch content is just as high quality like i know i will be getting endwalker so all right uh, uh i'll download it tonight and i Perfect. i i made my honor promise i will get to endwalker by the time endwalker comes out and you'll also play katamari Damacy. yeah i will if that's so what the promise was it i'm was. all about i'm all about keeping promises lately all right <laughs> okay <laughs> so what have you been up to matt all right number one we had had our, our New Year's resolution episode a few months back, and I want to give a bit of an update, okay? My first resolution was to stop biting my nails. I have not bit my nails since that episode. Oh, good job! I actually... That's awesome. I, it, That's like, really it good. It drives me insane, but I did it. My second promise, slash bet, I finished Demon Souls. That stupid game. That stupid, That's stupid game. Tr- I finished it. I'll congratulate you for being you know, persevering and doing it. I will not congratulate you for calling it a stupid game. We'll have to agree to disagree on that one. I'm still waiting on Death Stranding. We're past that. Anyways, um, <laughs> that's... <laughs> I finished Demon Souls. I took the magic route and, and cheesed a lot of the bosses. I still died so friggin' much. And it took me almost, I think, like around 25 hours to get through the game. And uh, Darren... Mm-hmm. So I had that bet with Aaron, right? We said that mm-hmm. if I finish Demon Souls, he has to play a Persona game of my choosing, and that now we're we're gonna work on that. Sure. But man, this game was friggin' hard. But I have to say, the like last level bosses largely disappointing. I was expecting more of like a fight for like the the Storm God, like that fight was mm-hmm. a joke, and along mm-hmm. with the Dragon God. I was expecting yes. a little more. I I did like the fight with the with the maiden of Astrea or whatever. Yeah, maiden of Astrea. I thought that was a, or maiden of Astrea. That was an interesting fight, something mm-hmm. like that. Um, but like the game is beautiful. The haptics mm-hmm. feel great, and like I'm so glad that I finished it. I'm even more glad I never have to play it again. Um, because like <laughs> man, those games are just not for me. Like the 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 feeling of winning. I don't know if it evens out to the anger of losing over and okay, over and over again. <laughs> you see, the the reason I like those games too is not just the accomplishment of winning. I like the act of exploring and understanding the world. It feels like you're slowly putting together uh, like a painting whose pieces uh, have like frayed away like or like restoring it yeah i'm trying to not use the word puzzle here because i know how you react <laughs> to the word puzzle um uh, painting uh but uh no because I, I i really like the act of like slowly exploring and understanding the world and becoming like a master of it and i know the way you play the games is like let me finish this as fast as humanly possible and skip everything that's optional. So I don't skip everything that optional. My my curve is always do everything optional until I hit a certain point. Then I do very little optional to fin- to finish out the game. Depends mm-hmm. on the game. See, that's why I said the thing about Final Fantasy because, like you you've talked about it before, how you like just go for the main things and you don't always do a lot of side stuff. So that's yes, yeah. I do depending on the game. Like Witcher, I did a lot of the side stuff. Final Fantasy, I was doing. Well, there's just a crap ton of side stuff yeah. to do in that game, so I like there's it's like overwhelming amount of side mm-hmm. stuff. But like Demon Souls, there isn't a lot of side stuff that you could really 
do. No, it's more just like the idea of like stopping and smelling the roses and like soaking it in like it's like a piece of art. Yeah, I, I did enjoy the parts of it's just like there was one level that took me hours. Like I couldn't even get through the first like two minutes of the level and like mm-hmm. trying to figure out how I should use my abilities and how I should handle the weapons. Like it is really, really satisfying to figure that stuff out. But like, I'm glad that I took a break from it and then came back to it because yeah. I don't know if I would have finished it otherwise on top of the fact that, and I mentioned this before, but like the load times on the PS5 probably made the experience a lot easier for me too, because if I had to sit through long ass load times between every death, it would have been the death of that game for me. The game yeah. is beautiful. And I think that for anybody who's curious about from, from soft, like especially on PS5, it's a beautiful showcase for the system. Um, but yeah, it's done, and I don't have to play it again. And I, I deleted nice. that thing immediately after the credits rolled. <laughs> and I was like, I'm done. I finished. You didn't, I made like, it. You didn't get emotional or like cry. I did bit? get you emotional. Tear up. Tears of joy <laughs> <laughs> that it was over. Um, <sighs> I appreciate it for, for what it is. It's just not my thing. Yeah, sure, sure. Um, on, to- on top of that, I jumped back into Avengers on the PS5, and I played through the Kate Bishop and Hawkeye DLCs. And, man, if this is what Black Panther is going to be, this game is fucked. Really? I feel like you guys have been saying that for the last year. Yeah. Yeah. It sucks. It sucks because there (laughs) is a good game in here. There is. Because, like, the characters feel great. I do have fun. And I've had a lot of fun using Kate Bishop and Hawkeye. I do like the way that the characters uh, move and the way that they feel. Well, maybe not move entirely. But, like, the actual combat is satisfying (laughs) and it's fun. Um, it's just weird. Like maybe my expectations weren't really in line with what this DLC is supposed to be. Like it's, it's very singular character focused for the most part outside of, um, Hawkeye does a little bit of stuff with Hawkeye and Bishop together, but I kind of expected more interactions with the rest of the Avengers, which there are a couple, but there aren't very many. Like it's very much like this story for this character and nothing much outside of that. Okay. Um, and like, man, at least maybe on PS5 right now, that thing is a mess. Really? I got hit with so many bugs, so much jank. Kate Bishop has this teleporting ad- ability. She regularly teleported into the floor and then popped up. Uh, I had a I had a sequence where like everything just went into slow mo, and like I was just running like in slow mo, and I had to reload the <laughs> checkpoint a couple times to be able to get the game to go back to normal. Um, like load time hitches were like. Sometimes just nothing would load for longer than it should. And other times the load was instant. That game is so janky. And the haptics are very confusing on the PS5. Because, like, there were times where, like, I would be running and I'd pause Mm -hmm. the game because, like, I'd be talking to center or something. And my controller would continue to vibrate even in the pause menu just because I was in the act of running. Oh, God. The controller would not stop rumbling. That's not good. So, um... They do some interesting stuff with the story. It's just that, like, even, like, the promise of Maestro, which was one of the things that they kept, like, advertising with Future Imperfect, uh, which is Hawkeye's DLC. Maestro is barely there. Spoilers, I guess. Like, I won't really (laughs) comment too much. But, like, I expected him to be, like, this kind of presence that, like, maybe, like, you know, leading up to a boss fight kind of thing in that DLC. That's not the way that it is at all. Um, And, like, just, I think this this two DLC also highlighted the writing in the game. The dialogue is rough. Mm. Rough. 
Like at one yeah. point, one of the enemies yells out at you, um, "Come quietly or die noisily." What? Okay. And like, oh god, it kills me. You go to the future. You're still fighting aim bots that look exactly just as new as the aim bots that you were fighting before. Like, I really, really want this game to pull, like, to to get it together and figure its shit out because I do think there's a good game in there. The abilities are largely pretty interesting. The characters do feel great. I had a lot of fun playing as Hawkeye and Kate, but like, if this, this is sounds the level... like a really bad relationship, and you should just let it go. That's what I'm it telling you. Like, <laughs> if like, the more you talk about this, it sounds like. Now she's a really nice girl and we have fun sometimes, but like she just she's hits like me every crazy night, and like... she likes she hits me and she like stalks me. But I'm telling you, like deep down inside she has a really warm, good heart. Like that's what it sounds like. And that's kind of what it is, because if it wasn't for this being Avengers, I would not be still trying to play this, right? Like it's Black so Panther sad that it's doing has... this on the PS5 version too, which is supposed to be just yeah. like the, a more upgraded version of the game. Yeah. It's like and that's what I mean. The haptics, like, Kate does feel lighter than Hawkeye. Like, there is more weight to Hawkeye's, like, abilities. But, like, the rumble also just kind of feels like it's there all the time, when, no matter what you're doing. Like, I don't need to feel constant rumble just because I'm running. It doesn't feel like it's, like, you know... Like, I need to feel constant screen. rumble when I'm running because, like, obviously, you know, that's what happens. In, yeah. Like, real like... <laughs> just real rumbly. Um, so I don't know. I hope they they pull it around with Black Panther. I don't know if they will, but if this is the level of quality that we they can expect, they better not fuck it up. That's what they I mean. Probably Black Panther will. has a lot riding on yeah, it, on on, on Black Panther and Wakanda. I don't know. Uh, and the last thing, the last very last thing that I'm going to talk about very quickly. I finally started playing Stardew Valley. Um, it's been like wait a minute. You started playing Stardew Valley and you didn't say anything. Literally just a few days ago, Sana and I started up co-op on split screen. You didn't say anything? I literally you... talked about Stardew Valley and you're like, well, Sana plays it. It's not really my type of game. I remember. We had this conversation in yeah. your house when I saw that you had Stardew Valley. So yeah. if you started it, you should have told me. Destiny, you I should have told you. me. No, it doesn't count. We could have all played together. Can you play more than two people? <laughs> yes. Really? Yes. I thought it was only co-op. No, you can play more than two people. Okay, well then maybe we should all play together. We're playing. No, split it's too late right. now. We're playing split screen right now on the Switch, uh, and the game is fun. Oh, she... I'm not on the Switch. I have it on Steam, so maybe yeah. it's different. Yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe on Steam, like maybe on PC, there's more players. But um, yeah, it's cool. It's fun. It's it, time goes by instantly in that game. We're like, let's mm. play a couple days. Four hours later, we're like, let's just do one more day. Um, <laughs> it's like it sucks you in. Yeah, it really does. It's great. It's you guys super... can get married to each other in the game. Did you know that? Yeah, I had to look up how to do that. Uh, she yeah. got really mad at me because we went to the... Were you wooing somebody else? No, we went to the spring festival. Mm -hmm. One of the first festivals where you can choose somebody to dance with. And like, you, you can ask... Else. No, so <laughs> I didn't ask her. I didn't know that I had to actually run up to her character and then like say, do you want to dance with me? I thought that like once we started the event, it would kind of like, I would have like a menu thing. Like, who do you want to dance with? wasn't the case so we had to reload that entire day she's like why did you ask me to dance like, uh no <laughs> cut the game off we're going back yeah she's like why did you ask me how to dance i was like i thought i would have that option after like i didn't ask anybody else i obviously wasn't um but the game is cool it's fun and uh i'm, I'm really That's liking cute. it so far but yeah and that is what I've been up to, which has been a whole lot lately, but that's just like Yeah. Hmm. I'm glad Very you guys nice. are playing it together. 
Yeah, it's it's fun. It's you can a, it's have nice, babies in the game too. It's a nice split screen experience, so and the split cool. screen runs like really well, especially on Switch. I was surprised it, it runs well. There's a couple like every couple minutes, it'll just like freeze up for like a second and then keep going. But other than that, it's, <laughs> it's fun. But what we're cool. going to be talking about today, and what we're going to be, and in honor of, of Resident Evil coming soon, we just got mm. a bit of news that it's going to be coming to Stadia, and and just spooky stuff in Zombies. general. Today we're going to be talking about phobias. And, and different things that scare us and how we deal with fear and different we'll games that we night. want that we like to play when we're scared. So to start off, what I want to do very quickly is is pull up a, a definition of phobias from the DSM-5, which is like the psychology manual. So I'm going to pull from psychom.net, followed by a bunch of, of, of stuff after. But essentially, okay. it says the fifth edition of the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders, the DSM-5, I'll line seven diagnostic criteria for specific phobias. And I'm just going to pull a couple of them. But okay. one of them is marked fear or anxiety about a specific object or situation. It provokes immediate fear or anxiety. If it can be avoided, they will choose to avoid almost every time. It's out of proportion for the actual danger. So basically, it's incredibly heightened fear and like a very disproportional response to some sort of trigger. For example, there are people that have phobias to spiders, people who have phobias <laughs> to the dark or very many different things so what i want to know and darren i'll ask you first is there anything that you would consider to be scary enough that might tr like go into uh phobia territory for you and if so what is it only maybe disappointing destiny like the person or the concept the concept you know not the person at all um what no i like response no when i was a kid i um I, this is the thing it's like I, I mean i think i've had there's a lot of things in my my life that like have scared me but nothing that i would consider a phobia i don't think mm -hmm. yeah um like i was scared of the dark for a while sometimes when i walk upstairs at night and I'm by myself uh, i'll still get this like feeling that there's somebody behind me and sometimes it just like snaps in my brain and i actually like will bolt up the stairs uh because mm -hmm. that fear all of a sudden just like it's like oh it's real run yeah. um i'm not laughing at your phobia i'm just laughing at the sight of you bolting up the stairs like yeah no don't worry don't worry yeah. <laughs> I, I, I got you i got you um uh, but yeah, I guess that's like the closest I would be to a phobia is like the idea that like I will actually run up my stairs at the ripe old age of 28 and uh, from 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 darkness in my house sometimes. Uh, See, but yeah, like, think, it's not like I, I, can, that... I can still go out at night and stuff like that. I'm fine. Yeah, I think that kind of fear of the dark, like I definitely had that. I slept with a nightlight for quite a while when I was a kid. So I think that's a pretty standard fear, right? And that, mm -hmm. that's, that's pretty normal. I think everybody kind of goes through that to some extent. Um, Destiny, mm -hmm. what about you? Is there anything that really, really freaks you out? Um, I don't like zombies. Like, it's like an irrational fear of zombies. Like, it freaks me out. But yeah. I will you said say that before on the podcast that you you can't do yeah. like you just can't do anything with zombies in it. I can't do anything with zombies. Like, I don't like it at all. So I've never watched like um, The Walking Dead, and I don't play games usually with zombies in them unless they look super cartoonish. Mm -hmm. like um Minecraft like zombies. zombies but even though they sound really creepy like in the dark 
like if you're in a cave. Um, yeah. I don't like spiders, but I do like Lucas. And funny thing is, is that guy, the, one of the reasons he created it is because he wanted people to see that spiders weren't that scary. So I like peacock spiders and Lucas, but I hate all other spiders. He's like super For anybody creepy. who's curious, Lucas the spider is like this animation of this adorable little spider child that goes around doing stuff. It's very cute. It's very, it's super cute. Yeah. Um, is there is there I, something that triggered you as zombies? Like, is there a reason why, or is this just something that's kind of always been at the back of your mind, being like, "Fuck that, I don't want no zombies." Or is there something like, did you try and watch a movie when you were younger and it freaked you out? To the my point brother was playing Resident Evil on our PlayStation, and I used I I'm used to like watching him play games like when we were younger, and I was like 17 though, and I had this nightmare. And, like, everybody in my town turned into a zombie. And, like, at some point I realized I was dreaming, but I couldn't wake up. Oh, no. That's and I think shit. that's what, like, was just, like, no more. <laughs> like, ever again. So, since then, I don't watch any of those games. I don't play anything like that. So, yeah. Um, I also don't, like, I don't know if this is a phobia, but if I'm like washing my hair in the shower and I have to close my eyes, I'm like, my anxiety is super high because I can't hear and I can't see uh, because the water's running. Yeah, so yeah. I'm always thinking that like, there's like, I'm going to open my eyes one day and some like demonic force is going to be like right there. Like, I know that sounds crazy, but like, it just creeps me out because I can't hear and I can't see anything. And yeah. So I don't like that. I don't think that's a phobia, but like, it does freak me out. I think that's also like a pretty decently common fear because like there's so many horror movies that'll play up that thing where there's like somebody in the shower and they close their eyes to wash their hair and then it's just like handprints on the wall or some shit. Yeah. Right? Like, it's yeah. like, ugh. So I think end heights. Like, but I, I don't know if that's a phobia. Yeah. Fear of heights is totally a phobia. Yeah. Phobia. So I don't like heights. And that started just suddenly. Like I was on a field trip when I was in the eighth grade and we had to go up this tower and the like the steps you could see like they were graded oh, steps and yeah, as yeah. we got higher i started to get like really nauseous and like sweating yeah and how then, like, high do you think happened. you can go how high do you think you can go before you start to feel it i don't know because i don't take that chance <laughs> yeah <laughs> i don't know i'm the same way heights get to me in a very like irrational way very very quickly yeah like like i'm paralyzed it's yeah, like, like uh, we we were walking Lilo the other day, and we were just—it was just like a bridge, and it wasn't like a particularly high bridge. But like, I looked down for a second, and I was like, "No, no, like I can't." It makes me feel like instantly nauseous, and like I'm just anxious the entire way across. Yeah, especially like suspension bridges and stuff. Like, <gasps> I hate when cars go across bridges, and I'm on it the whole time. I'm thinking, "Don't break, don't break, don't break." Yeah, and yeah, I yeah. won't step on grates either. Like, if I can't see the below, I won't. I don't step on grates. Uh, just last week, Senna and I went with Senna's mom to, um, this like huge new building that opened up here in, in Busan. I and, saw that. You yeah, guys took and, a picture in front of the window. Yeah. And like, there is a certain section of it that had like a glass floor. I went all the way around to get around <laughs> that thing. Senna like walked across and I was like, nope, nope. I'm going all the way that way. Like I could not, you could not pay me enough to like walk onto that thing and then look down. Like it's just. It just sends oh. chills down my spine right away yeah. just even thinking about getting anywhere close to it because, like, man. And the the, the other one for me is birds. And I, yeah. it's not, like, <laughs> an irrational fear, but, like, I will not mess with any birds ever. Like, and for me, that's because when, when I was younger, my parents had this habit of giving me ice cream and then sending me towards animals. 
And I don't know if they were trying to make like the original prank show or some shit, but this happened on multiple occasions. Like, for example, we were on Toronto Island and they gave me some ice cream and <coughs> excuse me, they gave me some ice cream and, and I was wa- I was wandering around and a goose attacked me and took my ice cream. Goose geese are like notoriously vicious, though. Yeah. So I lost so wait, did my they, ice cream. Did your parents want this to happen? They were like trying to get animals to like I'm, come after you i'm sure not but part of me believes also yes um like not like, actually how many but, times like, how many times did they put you in a situation where they gave you food and they're like all I right know. matt go off and play with the birds <laughs> and then another time at friggin i think it was like marine land in in good old good old toronto near toronto canada um they gave me ice cream and then sent me into a friggin petting zoo yeah, but I they sold the ice cream like by the petting zoo, right? So it makes sense. And did the people allow you to come in with the ice cream? At, at that point, I guess so, because then I was being chased by chickens and other like I think it was like goats or some shit or sheep, something some four legged animals that were chasing me down trying to get my food. And yeah, I'm like, sorry. Your parents were totally doing this on purpose. There's no way in hell that they weren't doing this on purpose. That's just too many coincidences. Like, they were probably like, remember the first time Matt got chased by that goose? <laughs> <laughs> You must have done something to piss them off because they're like trying to get you attacked by animals. Yeah. Now you have this crazy fear about. Yeah, and like I will, I will go around if there's like a if there's a large like bundle. I don't know what you call a group of pigeons, perhaps a flock, but like a large group of pigeons, like in one area, I will go all the way around. Like I will not go through them, or like if if it looks like it's flying too close, I'm gonna be ducking and like just kind of quickly moving through an area those are the two things for me like between heights and and birds that just makes my skin crawl very quickly and it's just like no could you watch that alfred no movie okay never (laughs) i will never watch curious i was just curious because i can watch movies about people like climbing mountains and being in high places but i can't do it but you don't watch zombie movies I don't, yeah. but I'll play something that has zombies in it if they look really cartoonish. Right, and I'll play things that have birds in them if they're you very did, cartoonish. You did, didn't you play that stupid goose game? Right, and at that it's point, not stupid. I was it the was goose. It was actually really funny. I was yeah. a goose, and I was an asshole, so I enjoyed it. <laughs> but, like, I would have, would I have preferred if it maybe was a untitled goat game? Yes. I would have preferred that goose to be another animal, but that wasn't my choice, so I couldn't really do anything about that. I was just curious. I was just curious. That's a good idea for a sequel. Untitled badger game. All about that. Have you guys seen those videos of where, like, it's like some bridge or some walkway in, like, China, and, like, it's, like, a clear bottom, and it's, like, attached to a mountain? Yes. And, like, they're, like, people are trying to get them to cross, and, like, there are people crying and like their friends are like dragging them across. I would defriend you in a minute. <laughs> yeah. Like I would hate you for life if you did that to me. Like I don't even think that's funny. Like I think I know I was smiling when I was saying I'm smiling right now. That's because I realize <laughs> I'm smiling and I can see myself and I can't stop. But it's not funny. <laughs> it's, it's, it's not funny. Yeah, Poor no, me. I I'm the same way. Like I don't know if I'd ever be able to cross that bridge. I don't, I don't, I don't know if I no, could. No, like, so, I'm serious. If, like, it was, like, destiny, like, the only way you can prove to me that you love me is if you cross this bridge and we end the relationship. <laughs> yeah. so, I'll see you in the fun. parking lot. Yeah. yeah. So, Darren, you, you, you play and, and watch a lot of stuff 
that that is horror or creepy or, or kind of spooky stuff. Do you mm-hmm. think that has somehow desensitized you to this idea of getting like irrationally afraid of something? Do you think that like because you've consumed so much of that kind of media, maybe you're more resistant to it? Uh, you know what? I think in a way, yes. I think, um, I mean, exposure therapy, I have, for the record, I have not read up on the actual scientific research of exposure therapy. My impression at the moment is that there are some benefits to exposure ther- exposure therapy, but the research probably is outdated that I'm referencing. So there, don't sorry, quote I'm gonna me on that. There is a lot of research showing that exposure therapy actually works, and it's actually a very common way that they'll deal with things like PTSD or even with phobias is that they'll, okay. they'll use exposure therapy to basically the idea is that it'll lessen the impact to deal it to dole it out more frequently over more amounts of time. It'll essentially they hope that it will lessen the impact of that of your response to it. But then yes, I think go on. Th- yeah, okay. Then I think that's I mean that could be why. Then I mean it makes sense that desensitization is a real thing. Like I. I do seek out horror films i do seek out horror media i do seek out that kind of scary stuff and i think maybe just through exposure i've also developed like coping mechanisms to make it seem Mm -hmm. uh less scary and i think that coping mechanism is called making fun of it while i'm watching it or playing it because like if you're ever watching like a horror movie you it's like very easy to like make jokes about it like oh look that's so silly like you you kind of spin it into like this is a fun takedown of something, even though I'm like, I'm genuinely enjoying it, but like, it's almost like a stress mechanism to like, if you can laugh at something, then it's not as scary. But do you like to be scared? Like what got you into that in the first place? I think, yeah, I I think I, I, there is like an adrenaline rush to being scared. I do, I do think like I do seek out like some adrenaline experiences sometimes. Like one of my favorite horror movies I watched last year was called Lake Mungo, uh, Australian uh, doc, horror documentary. And Lake like, Lake Mungo? Lake Mungo. It sounds like a kid's movie. Like, it does. Lake Mungo, Mungo. everybody. Mungo. But Lake Mungo actually scared me like i was not able to uh like do a a coping mechanism like it was genuine fear after i watched the movie i'm like i have to do something else because i'm not going to be able to sleep um but i look back on that memory fondly like because it was it was just an it, i i think horror is like an interesting ex, i think we talked about this before when we were talking about like horror games but i think horror is like mm-hmm. an interesting uh like exploration of our psyche of the things that are like less you know talked about like the darkness in ourselves as humans i find like an interesting idea so was it like monsters or was it like people doing crazy stuff? It was like ghosts and spirits in that movie. Oh, uh, okay. So, and I, I this is going to sound like a joke, but I'm mm-hmm. actually asking. Um, <laughs> when you watch like horror movies by yourself or you play like very scary games by yourself, do you find yourself still like making jokes to yourself? And I'm not trying to yeah. sound like I'm laughing at you. I'm like genuinely asking because like yeah. even for me, like – when I'm exercising, like I'll talk to myself sometimes to like get myself hyped up to be able to finish what it is what I'm doing. So I wonder if yeah. similarly, like if you're watching something by yourself or playing something by yourself, um, 
will you still kind of make those kind of jokes to yourself, like in your head or even to yourself to kind of help yourself deal with it? Yeah, no, sometimes. Yeah. And I, and it, but it's, it's definitely not like I'm sitting there by myself, like this so stupid. Like no <laughs> one's in the room and I'm just like, that ghost looks fake. Like that ghost uh, has boobs. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> no, uh, but like, I, I think it's like a playful rush. Like I'd be like, Oh, 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 I'm scared. Wow. <laughs> you got me. Wow. Oh so it's kind of like Destiny, that kind of thing for you. So Darren likes to use humor to try and kind of cope with scarier situations. So when you come across these things that, that, um, you know, truly do freak you out, what are some different ways that you deal with it outside of just avoiding it? Let's say you can't avoid it. Like if you're on, in a car on a bridge, right? Like, if I was locked in a car on a bridge. No, no, no. Like, like for example, like an everyday yeah, situation. Yeah, that's a much more extreme situation. Yeah. Um, no, because like you were saying, if you're in a car that had to drive on a bridge, right? The entire time you're, you're anxious about it, right? Like you feel nervous about it. Like how do you deal with those I situations? listen to music. Yeah? Hmm. Do you listen to yeah, kind of like music? I just focus on the music. Like I focus on something else. Mm-hmm. If it's That's like a harder situation to joke about too. Like you can joke about yeah. like movies cause they're fake, but being on like, yeah. cause that's the thing is like, these are fake things that I'm talking about. Being on a bridge is like, that's a real thing. Yeah. Yeah. Like you're really on the bridge yeah, yeah. and if it breaks, like you're, then you're trapped in the car and I like, yeah, and, I, and I'm not oh, talking okay. about, like, those extreme situations. I'm talking about, like, the everyday situations. That but those are the you. things I think about. I know. Oh, me too. As I'm going across the bridge. So, like, as I'm coming up on the bridge, like, I'll be thinking about it. And then, like, I'll, like, put on a song or something. Or I'll change the music that I'm listening to mm-hmm. um, so I don't focus on it. But usually, that's only if it's, like, I can't control it. I yeah. personally have rarely driven over a bridge like if there's another way to get there then i'll take the even if it's a longer route yeah yeah so, and that's kind of yeah that's yeah. that's that's something that i usually like to do too is like i'll put on music or i'll try and think about something else like i'll try and remove myself from that situation just to kind of deal with it because like i'll do the same thing especially coming up on like a suspension bridge i'm looking at those cables i'm like you better not break like you better not snap you've you've done this thing for years you t- today better not be your bad day bridge um but <laughs> i like, think i had more anxiety in korea than i did in the u.s though because like the cab drivers in korea drive crazy so like <laughs> i'm always afraid like they like i used to be afraid that they would like go off the bridge like or go off like the, yeah. the highway thing because they just take turns and stuff so quickly and i'd be like i hope it's instant like i hope my death is instant like it's just like bam because you can't control it. No. I think it's different when somebody else is driving than when like yeah. you're in control of the situation. I feel the same way about planes because I and I know planes have less like accidents than cars, but the fact that I'm controlling the car, I feel more stable. I feel more mm-hmm. calm about it. But mm-hmm. like I'm not flying the plane, so like and you know these people have gone to school and like probably taken millions of flights but even so in the back of my hand my head like if we experience turbulence i'm like man i hope they know what the fuck they're doing <laughs> like that's how like yeah, i get no, I so know. um i won't ever fly in a private jet because those that go makes down sense. all the time yeah. that makes sense it's situations you can't control because if you at least if you have some control over it you, there's less fear because you trust yourself to do something yes but yes. someone else it, it, it's hard to trust it's hard to trust it it, that's yeah. just a life lesson in general yeah, yeah. it is it is seriously trust. 
So, what, Darren, what I want to ask you then is what are some of your favorite horror things? And, like, do you think – okay, I'm going to make it a two-part question. First thing, do you mm-hmm. think – what are what are some of your favorite horror stuff? We you just talked about Lake Mungo mm-hmm. and, and how it, mm. like, actually freaked you out. What are some experiences, either movie or game, that have, like, genuinely freaked you out or that you enjoy playing because it scares you? Oh my god. Um Well, like Resident Evil 7, like the Resident Evil games are really like the the more recent Resident Evil games are really good at actually scaring me and I like playing them. Um mm-hmm. some other horror films. Um I can't really think off the top of my head. Um okay, you know, the other thing I, I'm think about it. I'll come back to you cuz okay. Have Destiny you seen Event Horizon? No. I want to though. Please watch that and tell me if that scares you, because that fucked me up. And that's only because yeah. my dad was watching it, and I only saw parts of it. I didn't watch the whole thing. So, Destiny, what I'll ask you then, as, yeah. as Darren thinks about his answer, is that there's, like, recently at least, and especially the last, maybe not recently, but there's been a there's been a handful of games that have kind of tailored the experience more to yourself, right? So, for example, there was that, what, Darren, which Silent Hill game was it that, like, basically you do like, a survey uh, type thing? shattered memories shattered memories where like you do like a survey at the beginning of the game and it'll be like are you more afraid of spiders or ghosts (laughs) and like you basically pick the things to kind of tailor the experience i'd lie more to yourself (laughs) okay so that's part one you would lie you would be like you'd pick the less scary yeah because i don't want to deal with that like i don't like being scared Mm -hmm. and i know like some people get a rush from it but my rush is never worth it like i'm scared and i never walk away and be like that was pretty good (laughs) like i'm like like yeah. that's like I just I don't I don't like it. But I will watch things like I won't watch which I think this is weird. I won't watch scary things like um that are fake, like Hollywood fake. Maybe it's because mm-hmm. it's so dramatic and over the top, but I will watch stuff with like real ghosts and like real hauntings. Like mm-hmm. I find that shit so interesting. Which I think is weird because those are based on like true events and stuff. Yeah, yeah. But like I I like those, but I won't watch like scary movies that aren't based on true events like event horizon which is about a spaceship that goes to a different dimension which happens to be hell and then comes back like that scares me <laughs> yeah. but like watching something about a house that's supposedly been haunting and haunted and then they have like crazy footage and things happening to them i'm like oh yeah this is my shit like this is so good but i would never go into those houses and i would never tempt things like that and i think that has more to do with like my upbringing i'm not a very religious person mm-hmm. but i definitely believe that there are things out there that we shouldn't fuck with that we might like not know about like yeah, demonic yeah. things and i yeah so have you ever watched that movie um i'm struggling to remember the name um i think it was called like third encounter third yeah the third encounter Darren- the, the, I think it is the, the third alien movie. or the third kind, third kind or the third. Oh kind. yeah, the one where he gets he's in that truck and he gets taken up or whatever, and then they find him at a gas station. Is that the one that's based no. on supposed true events? Not close encounters with the third kind. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't remember. I'll see if I can find the thing. But basically, it's like a movie where, like, at the beginning of the movie, the lead actress like like starts the movie being like, uh, "I'm playing this real person." And throughout the course of the movie, we're going to be using actual footage from like this person's like security cameras and like therapy sessions and blah, blah, blah. And they basically set it up saying like, 
this is all real and they're basically setting it up as like they're going to be real footage in this movie and i fell for a hook line and sinker and it scared the shit out of me there i have really is it a mockumentary the fourth kind the fourth kind thank you um and no it's like it's a horror movie but the way that they set it up is that they make it seem like it's real and like immediately after like i watched that movie and i went home and i looked it up and they put a bunch of like fake websites up with like like basically confirming the news kind of thing like it was a whole thing it was a genius marketing play but like i have not ever like watched a a scary movie or played a scary game and then not been able to sleep that movie screwed with me for like days after because because of the way that it was set up like this is real aliens are real they abduct people like this is look at all this horrifying shit that's happened and it turns out like every all the real people are actually actors and actresses as well Mm -hmm. but like man just because the way that they set it up well, I think the, the fear the fear came from the idea that you thought it was actually real. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, not it the fact and, th- and that makes sense. Like if you watch something and you see some horrific shit happen that you can't explain and they're saying it's real, that would scare anybody. I think a lot of people are afraid when the Blair Witch project first came out, a yeah. lot of people freaked out about that. Especially here in Tennessee, because uh, I was living here. We live around a lot of woods. So people were like fucking flipping out in that movie. And I have not watched it to this day. It's creepy. It's a very creepy movie. Darren, to circle back around to you using this as a jump off point. Did you think about the question? I did. I did. And uh, I'm actually going to take your question a bit of a different direction, if you don't mind, because I'd like to highlight jumping off of what you two are saying. um, I think more recently, the things that have been, uh the the kind of the scariest for me in media is creepy pastas now okay you, have you heard of the term creepy pasta mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. okay i think it's Let's the stupidest name to, to describe anyway. yeah the stupidest name to describe something because i think creepy pasta uh came from like entomolo- entomologically etymologically i can't remember the word Derived from, I think, the word copy-paste, which was copy-pasta, which was creepy-pasta, which is the idea of, like, a a scary story that's, like, passed from person to person to person, and it's made to look as real as possible, and it's usually based on, like, some kind of fictional element that becomes real. and urban legend? Like an urban legend. I think the most famous creepy-pasta that I can think of is Ben Drowned, which is like the story of like a haunted Majora's Mask cartridge, where it's this story that people told where it's like this Majora's Mask cartridge that was corrupt. And there's video footage of somebody playing it. And you could say it's, you could see it's really corrupt. There's like things in places that shouldn't be there. And like this one, uh, statue keeps following you around and there's real footage that you can see obviously the footage mm-hmm. is manufactured by somebody for the purpose of sure. the story but it, it, it's made to look like it's real gameplay footage and mm-hmm. throughout the story it, you start to find out like oh it's haunted by the ghost of the kid who played it who died and it's like haunting this person and I think mm-hmm. there's a lot of dumb ones but there's some really truly scary ones because what makes them scary is they perfectly blur the line between what is meant to be fake and what's meant to be real. And you can't tell. And they're meant to be as convincing as possible. And I think that yeah. really 
Like, it's unsettling. There's nothing more unsettling than something that you think should be some way turns out to be a way you're not expecting it to be. Like, something mm -hmm. mundane that has changed to be something that you can't recognize. Like, that's a terrifying concept because it, like, highlights the futility of control that we have on our own lives. We like to think that we have all this control. And then when it's all mm -hmm. taken away from us, we're like, crap, we have no power. I am uh, just a bag of meat that is floating through this world that anything really bad scary. could happen to me. Yeah, yeah, I think that's what I've been coming to terms with, like here, like I've been kind of like, uh, like really just like depressed, I think. And I think it started with like when I lost Zuri and I thought I had control of that situation and I just didn't. And yeah. then it just kind of made me feel like, man, I don't. And then my dad's like, like, when are you going to settle down? And it's like, I don't have any control over any of that. Like the idea that you think you have control over it and you find out you don't. Anyways, what I wanted to say is the creepypasta that I listened to was about uh, this guy who came back um he was on the he said he died for like nine minutes and he experienced what heaven was right and i'm not wow. going to go into the whole story but um it was crazy because the the title of the story was like well if this is heaven i'd rather be in hell and i wow. was like that's really interesting and so like i read through it and like if you guys can find it like you'll find it really interesting it's not scary but it's just like fucked up and kind of like unsettling yeah a lot of this makes sense right yeah, yeah. so mm -hmm. much so that i looked up this man's name to see if he was a real person who died in new york because he said where he was from and he said his mm -hmm. name was ben and around the time this happened and there is a ben in new york, in the in the same town and i was just like is this is this the guy like did, is this his real story yeah, yeah and i just thought it was like crazy like it was it was just so convincing that like the, the way they made heaven seem is like he, he got up there and that um, what God was, was just the existence of everything. But at some point God realized that he just didn't want to deal with any of it. And mm -hmm. so the job of the angels were these things that he created the angels. And, you know, there's like seven of them, seven different mm -hmm. uh, types of angels. And their job was, even though God wanted to destroy everything, because he created them to protect everything. We were mm -hmm. basically, when we die, we basically are keeping this entity that's God uh, chained up so that he doesn't destroy everything. And that is your only job. Jesus. That's terrifying. Yeah. So you get sent to this room and there's different levels and like, you can't talk. So like, and if you talk, they don't tell you what happens to you. Right. So like he goes into this room and they're making these rings and what you think are halos are actually the links of these chains. Wow. This sounds That's really cool. interesting. I'll have to check this out. It, you have to check it out. It's like yeah. it's some it's called something like, um, yeah, like I went to heaven and I would rather be in hell or something like that. It's really good. You guys are good. I, it might think, freak you out a little bit. It definitely freaked me out. Yeah. I think it's this idea of like this I this blurred reality, right? Like this, this line between Darren, kind of like what you were saying with a lot of these creepy pastas between this idea of what's not real and what is. And like, even like you said, D like with the, with this Ben being a real person in this area, like it's, it's a super, super creepy juxtaposition to have things that aren't supposed to a, be. We just don't know a lot. Yeah. 
Do you know what I mean? There's just so many unknowns. We don't even know everything that's going on in our planet and in our forests and our, we don't know enough about space. We haven't even explored enough. Like we just don't know. And I feel like when people play up on those things, those things that we don't have definite answers to, that's the scariest. Those are the scariest kinds of stories and the scariest kinds of movies because you just don't know. Yeah. Yeah. And and speaking of fear and phobias, uh, we've all played a game called NeuroDeck, which we will have a review coming up very, very soon. It'll be up this week. So if you're watching this podcast, go see if it's there yet. If it's not, check us out on Twitter. We'll tell you when it is. A game built around phobias, a roguelite deck builder that the enemies are phobias, and you use things like hugs and comfort food to try and get past them and get to the next stage. If you're curious about our thoughts on it, go check out the review because it's going to be a good one. So please go check that out. Yeah, it's yes. what inspired this podcast today. So yeah. Also, tell us if you have any phobias or anything like that you want to talk about that we haven't talked about today. Because I don't think we talked about many phobias, but there are so many. So, and how um, you cope. I want, I want to hear more about how, how you cope, cope with, with your fears. Yeah. Yeah. So... Yeah, go check out our review. Let us know in the comments what, what what are you afraid of? Do you have any phobias? How do you cope? Are you Let afraid of the dark? You guys remember that show? Love that show so much. I didn't watch yeah. that show. <laughs> I didn't watch that show. Uh, let's <laughs> jump over to some news. We have two main stories that we're going to talk about today. We're going to start the first one coming from IGN. Square Enix presents Spring 2021. Everything announced, including Black Panther and Marvel's Avengers. This is from Adam Bankhurst. Uh, we're going to talk about a couple of the announcements from Square Enix's first digital showcase. The first one is that Project Athea is officially called Forspoken. This is coming from Luminous Productions for PS5 and PC and will be out in 2022. This game looks sick. I'm so, so excited about this. The like traversal looks so fluid and so fast, and I love a good traversal system. Uh, Destiny, we were talking a little bit about this. What about Forspoken gets you excited? Um... Honestly, I'm I'm really excited that the, the the main protagonist is a person of color and she's female. Yes. We just don't get a lot of that. Um, also, just looking at the game, it looks really beautiful. Like the art style, the atmosphere, and you guys know I'm a sucker for that. So this game literally has um, two of my biggest uh, qualifiers for wanting to play play it. So yeah, Darren, what about you? Um. I, uh, yeah, no, I'm really excited for it too. I, I'm also a big sucker for games that are like, um, there's a, oh my God, I just lost my train of thought. I am a sucker for games where it seems like the main character is not from the world that they're transported to. And from the trailer, it seems mm -hmm. like she is not really from that world. So I am very very excited for that um yeah i don't know it just looks just really good see and, where the story goes yeah yeah and the, her, and the luminous reaction. engine as well i just want to say really quick the luminous engine i don't know how easy it is to develop for but it always makes a beautiful game yeah mm. I, like her reaction if you haven't seen the trailer go check it out because like she basically it seems to be soon after she appears in this world, but there's like a dragon yeah. that flies by and her love. I love her reaction. It's like, there's a fucking dragon. Like it's this yeah. kind of isekai of being warped to another world to be a hero type story. I'm also, Oh, there's, them, of so course cool. there's an anime word for it. Yeah. There's a whole <laughs> genre. 
Oh my it's god. A genre of these kinds of anime is called isekais, where it's about like a hero a person being war to another world. But curious about it. I hope we get to see more later this year. It's supposed to be coming out next year. The game looks awesome, so go check out the trailer if you haven't yet. The next thing is Life is Strange True Colors has been announced for 2021. So this is coming September 10th. It follows the story of Alex Chen, a young woman with the psychic power of empathy. So it seems like this time you're going to be experiencing other people's emotions in some sort of way. Uh, and this is the first Life is Strange that's not going to be released in episodes. They're going to be releasing the full thing out at once. Um, and alongside that, they're also going to be remastering Life is Strange and Life is Strange Before the Storm, also coming in September 2021. Uh, do either one of you have much history with Life is Strange? I've started the first one, played like 10 minutes, and then fell off of it. Not for any particular reason. Like, it's always a game I want to go back to and play. I just haven't yet. Do either one of you have much love for Life is Strange? Um, I liked the first one. And then I, I I started watching a playthrough of the second one. But it mm-hmm. was weird because it's about the characters from the first one. Um, it's like a prequel. Yeah. Before the Storm was the prequel, yeah. Yeah. So it's kind of weird because you already know what happens to them. Mm-hmm. So I think I watched like a little bit of it and I was just like, well, I already know the story behind this. So... I wasn't really interested. There's a whole other um, one that came out after that too. I thought there was another one. Yeah, yeah. there's another yeah. one where it's a boy and like yeah. the stepdad shows up in that one. Yeah, Let the Strange it. 2 is about like two brothers like on the run or something. And then Before the Storm came out in between 1 and 2, which was like the prequel to 1. That focuses more on some of the characters there. Um, Darren, what about you? Anything Life is Strangey? I, it's, it, you know, it's a series that I've always really wanted to play i i keep looking at it and i'm like yeah i'm gonna play that one day i really want to try it and you talking about your uh, new year's resolutions earlier in the podcast made me remember i don't think i've made good on any of my resolutions yet i don't remember what uh, mine are uh but uh yeah i and one of those resolutions was to play more classics i don't know if life is strange counts as a classic but it's definitely a game that i've wanted to go back and and uh play my mom loves them she's played all of them uh but uh i have not played i love that your mom games it's so cute (laughs) yeah yeah i don't know i might pick it back up or i might just wait for the remaster and kind of go through them both well that and before the storm then but we'll see i guess we'll find out more about left strange as it comes so get get stoked on true colors coming in september and the last piece of news from that square enix thing that i want to talk about is avengers just very quickly we already talked about it a lot earlier but black panther is coming they've showed off a bit of a teaser trailer for him they also put out a roadmap with a bunch of information if you're curious to hear more about that go check out our new series hey did you hear where i did an episode all about uh black panther and the roadmap but so I've talked about it to death. But Darren, Ooh. what I want to ask you is: there anything that Avengers can do to get you in? No, I kind of like no. It's really funny. You kept saying that you're like, I know there's a good game in here, but I think at this point they've made so much bad game that I don't know if the good game is in there at all anymore. I think it's just been drowned out by the bad. Um, mm. I think that if to get me to play it they'd have to make it a different game at this point like i'm i am not (laughs) interested uh at all that's fair yeah that's fair i understand that but if you're curious to hear more of my thoughts go check out the episode of hey did you hear over on youtube it's just a couple minutes long nice and short and and yeah go support that but our very last piece of news that we're going to be talking about something that gets me very excited 
I'm going to pull from directly from the PlayStation blog. Next-gen VR on PS5, the new controller. Following the recent reveal of our next-generation virtual reality system for PS5, I'm excited to give more details. So basically, go on to give us more information about the new controllers, which look very interesting. They're going to have adaptive triggers, haptic feedback, finger touch detection, and a bunch more. If you're curious to see what these look like, uh, people on Twitter have been calling it the thong controller because apparently it looks like a, a thong that just goes onto your hands. <laughs> um, but the controller looks great. VR on PS on PlayStation is in desperate need of new controllers. Those moves are not cutting it anymore. And on PS PSVR 2, seemingly, or whatever it's going to be called, there's going to be new controllers. I think they look great. I'm super excited about it. This whole finger touch and adaptive triggers, I'm all over it. Darren, what did you think about the new controllers? I'm so stoked, man. I am so excited. Like, not even a bit of cynicism in this. Like, I am I am wow. just super excited for these controllers. Because, like, I also have a PSVR headset. And, like, I see all the games that are... Like, I do still think that PSVR probably has, like, the best games overall out of all the headsets to play but there are certain mm -hmm. experiences like if you were to pick out i think like on average psvr has the best games but i think there are some games that are the best that are on other headsets that cannot be ported to psvr because there's no goddamn like thumbsticks there's like no touch mm -hmm. fingers like i've been wanting new controllers for so long in a perfect world we would have gotten index style controllers that have full finger tracking but like i don't care like what the controllers that they showed us i am happy with i think it's good yeah, enough and some people were theorizing that because of the controller build there might not actually be a, even a need for cameras on the next psvr so you might not even need to set up that camera like we do now mm -hmm. um given the, the way that the controllers apparently have no like light bar or no sorts of kind of like light indication which is what the moves mm -hmm. use which is if, if true that's awesome like i would love not to be worrying about a camera setting it up and make mm -hmm. sure i'm in the friggin' play field the entire time i'd like for that to happen from the headset and the controllers so if that's what it is dope i'm all over these controllers i'm super excited about the next psvr uh destiny what about you yeah. are you are you amped about vr at all i know you tried vr at my place a little bit but did it do much for you? I'm not as amped as you two are, but I mean, I think that's great that they're getting new controllers. I did look them up. They do kind of look like underwear, but yeah. at the same time, they kind of look comfortable. So yeah. <laughs> I guess, you know, um, I remember okay. the ones that I use at your place, but these, these do look comfortable, but yeah. they do also look like underwear. So yeah. that's my what? take on it. Sometimes controllers just look like underwear, but both need Sexy to be Sexy black thongs. Yeah. <laughs> and that, my friends, brings us to the end of the show. Before we wrap up, Darren, is there anything left that you'd like to talk about? No, I think I think everything that needs to be said has been said. I think it's all been spoken and said, and that if there was any other dialogue to happen, it would be unnecessary because the, the words have already been said. Why did you say it like that? Unnecessary. I love the way he said it. That that was hilarious. Because he was just dragging on with words that didn't need to be said. Yeah. Which totally like derailed his whole talk. Destiny, Thanks. what about you? And please, Destiny, plug your Twitter handle so people can find you over on there as well. Oh yeah. So you guys can find me at D N B C thirty two. Um, that's my Twitter handle. 
I haven't been like super active, but I will become more active on there. Um, when you started I with D, I really thought you were going to say you can find me at D's nuts. <laughs> I should have. I'm a little upset that I missed that opportunity. You should Next change time. your Twitter handle. No. <laughs> no. Okay, anyway, so. But if Darren gets Twitter, he could do that because his name starts with a D. Oh, God. You no, you're Dad's right. Nuts, and you could be D's nuts. No, stop trying to ship us in weird ways. That's weird. Anyways, I don't have anything else to say other than Matt. Well, other than me and Darren need to talk to a symbol so that you can do what you're supposed to do. Anyway, so yeah, you, that, it's, it's been, been too, no, no, it's been too long. It's been too long. And you think you're going to get away with it. I'm going to message him tonight. So be ready. And you have to right. record it. I remember that was one of the things because I don't trust you. I know. I will make good on my deal. I will make good on my deal when the when when I am given the mission. So far, I have not been given said mission. You so had I, the yes, you have. Anyways, the game we agreed. We agreed on the game. We I have to double check that podcast. Game. Make sure I have to play that stupid game, uh, and also how I'm going to play that stupid game. I think we said that that we're going to have to save for when I'm actually with Darren because you have the game and a means to play it, right, Darren? Listen Katamari. to the podcast because I don't remember. I think I think there's other ways that you could play it without me. Didn't you play it in Korea already once? No, it was with no Tom. that was not the same game. That oh, was that not was the same game. Okay. Don't make me play that again. Anyways, uh, <laughs> you can find me over at, at Burnout underscore Matt on Twitter. Find us on Facebook at the Burnout Brighter Podcast. Catch us over at YouTube at Burnout Brighter, where we have a new daily, well, not daily, but multiple times a week, multiple times a week show called Hey, Did You Hear? where we talk about a little bit of news. There's small bite-sized segments, kind of three to five minutes. Go check us out there. We have a new, that Check out the new review for NeuroDeck, which will be up very soon as well. There's a Valheim Let's Play coming. There's a whole lot of stuff going on. So please continue to support. We really appreciate it. Like, subscribe, share, toss the stuff everywhere. Help us get bigger and better. Thank really you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for all the people who have been with us thus far and continue to stay with us. Really yes, and... One last thing for anybody who's on Apple products, please go over to the show on, on Apple podcasts, throw us a follow and throw us a five-star review. Even if you don't say anything, all of those reviews will help us gain a little bit more traction. So we appreciate it very, very much. And now brings us to the end. Catch us on next week's show. We'll be back again next week. Thanks for watching. Peace out. Bye bye. Oh, please say that, say that.